This podcast is made possible by thousands of dedicated listeners just like you. Be a part of this powerful three-decade legacy of evangelization by visiting materdayradio.com or downloading the Hail Mary media app. And thank you for joining us on the bridge between your faith and everyday life. Bringing you a common sense and fresh perspective to creating a just society. This is Common Sense on Social Justice. You'll get equipped with the tools you need to carry out social justice right where you are. Now, here's the host of Common Sense on Social Justice, Michael Davis. Thank you so much for joining us as we continue our journey to create a just society right where we are. What a week it has been this week. During the week that this is being recorded, Hamas instituted or started a attack on Israel. Uh, it seems to be unprovoked, but thousands of people were killed. Israel retaliated, and many more people were killed uh, in the area of the Gaza Strip. And the fact is, many innocent people died this week. Babies were beheaded. Women were raped. What a terrible tragedy has happened this week. And I want to give my thoughts on this this week. Uh, And even in the midst of all this, a former leader of Hamas has called for a global day of jihad. Now that day has passed. Nothing much happened. But in the midst of all this, how does common sense rule? And how do we respond in our area where we live to all of this tragedy we see in this conflict between uh, Hamas, between Iran and Israel. Now, I want to be clear that today is my thoughts on this. I am not an authority on what should happen in such a complicated region of the world. What I'm attempting to do today is apply the principles of this podcast we've learned throughout our time together to this very complicated situation. Now, my initial thoughts would be that the Genesis narrative is a a good place to start as an explanation onto what is going on now. I think, you know, in the Genesis narrative, you've got Adam and Eve, this couple who is living in paradise, living in the Garden of Eden, living in perfection. They're walking with God. They're in unity with each other. And then they sin. They eat from the tree of the knowledge of good and evil, which is something God commanded them not to do. And then they fall into this sort of dualism of good and evil, her and me, us and them, this sort of separateness. And then it leads into the story of violence. And it's amazing that as soon as their separation experienced by Adam and Eve, their children, Cain and Abel, They experience violence. Cain murders his brother Abel. And so, I mean, I'll get more into this later, but I I think that gives us a good springboard to bounce off of to understand why is this conflict happening in the Middle East and in Russia and Ukraine and different parts of the world. Now, some of my initial thoughts I want to give on this conflict between Hamas and now Iran who's threatening intervention, and Israel. My first initial thought is that holding up signs, putting signs in your yard, attending rallies while making you feel important does nothing and is a waste of time. I mean, the fact is the Middle East 
is a world away from the United States of America or England or wherever. And oh, I can't say wherever, because if you're in the Middle East, it's quite close, right? But holding up signs, put planting signs in your front yard, I stand with Israel. I stand with Hamas or whatever it is. And we've seen rallies on college campuses around the world. They do nothing. Okay, the terrorists who are attacking Israel, they don't care. Okay, they, they just don't. So it becomes a waste of time and time that could be used to do something more productive. I remember one time I was implementing a sanctioned homeless camp that was going to be a great success for homeless people and the neighborhood. And neighbors got together. They started protesting very loudly, holding up signs. And I remember one woman holding up a sign that says, don't let the homeless take our land. So I walked up to her, read her sign, don't let the homeless take our land. And then I said to her, I bet that's how the Native Americans probably thought when the Europeans took the land. So maybe this is just karma. But, you know, the fact is yelling, holding up signs, holding rallies, it does nothing. Okay, so use your time more productively. Secondly... Another thought I have is that choosing sides is not wise. Choosing sides is not all that wise. The fact is, this is a human conflict. It is a satanic conflict because war comes from Satan, not from God. It's a satanic conflict. And we don't wrestle against flesh and blood, as St. Paul reminds us in the Bible. In all the regions involved in this conflict, there are innocent people who are our brothers and sisters who are going to die and have died and are going to continue to die as long as this conflict goes on. I remember years ago now watching the news and the U.S. had attacked Baghdad and one woman was being interviewed and her neighborhood had been destroyed. The homes were just demolished from the bombs that were dropped. Uh, by the United States, and in tears, she asked, what did I do to deserve this? That's a great question. I was struck in that moment. You know, there are people involved in these conflicts. They didn't have anything, you know, they're like, what did I do? You know, I'm just going about my life. And some people are blaming people in the Gaza Strip saying, well, you voted in Hamas. What's lost in that conversation is, did they have a choice? I mean, a real choice, you know, because if some people want in power, they're going to figure out how to get in power no matter what. So choosing sides is not wise because on both the people who are under the, the power of Hamas and people under the power of Israel, they're, they're our brothers and sisters and they're suffering as a result of this. Another thought on this is that whether an individual is Israeli or Palestinian, they are created in God's image. And as I said before, therefore, they are a brother and sister. You know, the saints, they teach us abundantly the implications of what that means that human beings are made in the divine image. I mean, for Mother Teresa, it was so profound to her, the implications that humans are made in the divine image where she believed 
when I see a leper, it is Jesus Christ himself staring me in the face and asking for my help. She even believed so much as she would observe the crucifix and where Jesus said on the cross, I thirst. When lepers are desperately in need of water, we can quench the thirst of Jesus by giving them water. You see, it is, it is, the saints teach us that there are profound implications in this thought that humans are made in the divine image. And when we turn our backs on the people in the Middle East, whether they're Israeli or Palestinian, these are brothers and sisters bearing the image of God himself in them. That should give us great pause in how we approach this war. Therefore, we don't want Palestinians killing Israelis, but we also don't want Israelis killing Palestinians. We want them all to have a chance to thrive in life. That should, that should speak to us about the policies that we invoke and the, the sentence, sentences that come out of our mouths in these times. I think a fourth thought that I have on this to start with today is that the worst thing we could do is create division where we are, uh, where we are by choosing sides. We could create division where we are by choosing sides. There's enough division in the world. Choosing sides will only further the division. We need to figure out how to bring about unity. Another thought is that peace, unity, and hope are always possibilities, and those are the end of the story. Sorry, spoiler alert. Spoiler alert, the end of the story is peace, unity, and hope. Now, there's a song that gets stuck in my head from time to time called Crystal Blue Persuasion, and while it was popular on the show Breaking Bad, Crystal Blue Persuasion has nothing to do with blue meth, okay? Crystal Blue Persuasion uh, is uh, was written in a response to the lead singer, Tommy James, being in a hotel room. I heard this on an interview with him where he was talking about he's in a hotel room, he pulls out the Bible, it's there in the hotel room, and he's reading, I think he said, the prophecy of Isaiah, Prophecy of uh, uh, possibly Joel and, pro and the book of Revelation. And he's struck by these promises by the prophets and in the book of Revelation's vision of a time in the earth's future where there would be complete love and peace on the earth. And then he sees the crystal blue around God's throne that's depicted in the book of Revelation. And so he writes the story. If you really pay attention to the lyrics of that song, song, you'll see this hope in the song of a time of peace, unity, and hope. And then I want to bring out someone that we hope soon is canonized, but blessed Carl of Austria, my parish that I attend uh, is doing a novena right now to blessed Carl of Austria. But during World War I, here's this emperor, not emperor, but this leader. Uh, well, he's called the Emperor of Peace, but the Emperor of Austria during World War I, before the Nazis came into power. 
He cooperated with Pope Benedict XV in a plan to end World War I, and he's become known as the Emperor of Peace. I encourage you to read more on Blessed Karl of Austria, and if you're Catholic, even to ask for his intercessions in this conflict in the Middle East, to say we need peace in our world because he believed in peace. Of course, the evil leaders in the surrounding nations couldn't deal with this guy, so they had him put to death. But yeah, blessed Karl of Austria, pray for us during these times. And then one final initial thought is that no one started this present conflict. Hear me out on this. Okay, I'm going to say it again because we're trying like, who's at fault? Did Israel start this? Did Hamas? No one started this present conflict. This has been going on for a very, very long time. Different faces, same plan, same strategy. So what, with all these thoughts in mind, what should be our response? And as listeners, as people in our, that are very involved in our own neighborhoods, but we care about what's going on around the world, what should be our response? Well, I would, I've got seven things written down here as possible responses we could have to this conflict in the Middle East. One, keep focusing on your neighborhood. Just keep focusing on your neighborhood. If you'll remember a few weeks ago, I talked about St. Barnabas and how he was talking about uh, St. Barnabas said, when injustice becomes so great that there's really nothing you can do about it, then use that to focus on your own soul, you know, and the progress of your own soul. So during this time where it seems overwhelming, this conflict in the Middle East, just keep focusing on your neighborhood. Because that's where your influence is. Your influ- you can't influence Hamas. You can't influence Israel. Second, a second possible solution would be bring Palestinians and Israel Israelis who may live in your neighborhood or city and reach out to them and promote friendship. Promote common meetings where Israelis and Palestinians who may be living in your city, just bring them together at the table just to promote friendship right where you are. A third way, listen. Listen to those in your area who may be from one of these regions in the Middle East and ask them, like, what's your thoughts? You're from there. Teach me. How should I think about this? Fourth, and this is so important. Really hear this. A fourth thing you can definitely do is pray such as my parish is praying this novena to blessed Carl of Austria, pray, pray the rosary every day. Pray the chaplet of St. Michael. Ask for God's intercession through his saints, his angels. Help us in this, because this is not a physical war that's going on in the Middle East. It is a spiritual war, just being seen in the physical realm, but it's really the ongoing conflict between St. Michael and Satan. So pray. Fifth, limit your exposure to the news. Okay. When you watch the news too much, you get tempted to get caught up in all the hype. Most of the things you're hearing on the news is not accurate. Okay. It's the, the news yesterday reporting big time about Israel bombing a hospital, 500 people dying 
Come to find out the truth was it was probably a bomb set off or a rocket set off by Hamas that failed. It petered out and landed in a parking lot. Okay, so most of what you're being told on the news is not accurate anyway. So just limit your exposure to the news so you're not tempted to get caught up in the hype. Maybe watch just enough of the news so that you're reminded to pray for your brothers and sisters over there. Sixth, a sixth possible response. Not a possible, this is an actual response we should have is pray for the souls of those who die in this conflict. People have already died They're going to die. Pray for their souls. They may very well be in purgatory right now. Pray for their souls. November's coming up. All Souls Day's coming up. Pray a rosary that day like you've never prayed it before for these people. Seven, remember the letter of St. Barnabas. I've already mentioned it, but a few weeks ago I talked about this letter of St. Barnabas to the church in Philippi in the first century. And again, he says, when injustice becomes too big that you can't really do anything about it, then work on your own soul. I remember in the Gospels, it tells the story of Jesus being arrested. This is when he was arrested and taken to his crucifixion. So he's arrested. Peter and the other disciples are there. And it the Gospels tell us that Peter pulls out a sword because the soldiers are trying to arrest Jesus. They're trying to arrest disciples. The disciples feel like they need to defend Jesus in this moment. And it says that Peter pulled out his sword and cut off the ear of Malchus. And then Jesus picks up the ear off the ground and reattaches it to Malchus's head in a great show of compassion. When Malchus was trying to arrest him, Jesus loves his enemy. But Jesus turns to Peter because Peter continues to, he cuts off Malchus's ear and then he continues to fight. And Jesus looks at Peter and says, Peter, put down your sword because those who live by the sword will die by the sword. And what Jesus was doing in that moment was inviting Peter into the kingdom of God, giving him the exit out of the cycle of violence. And may we bring the kingdom of God to our neighborhood through peace and joy as we create a just society right where we are. You've been listening to Common Sense on Social Justice with your host, Michael Davis, a common sense and fresh perspective to creating justice where you are. Share your comments and questions with Michael by emailing sjcommonsense at gmail.com. That's sjcommonsense at gmail.com. If you enjoyed this podcast, please consider sharing it with a friend. You can support this vital mission of evangelization through materdayradio.com or the Hail Mary media app. And thank you for helping us lead souls to Jesus through the Blessed Virgin Mary.